everybody, light up your cigarettes if you got them, because this joint is going to be hot. Talking about a radio, powerful transmission, but no submission. 4-4, down the freeway, daddy-o, top down, all crowns, the kings of bebop, all the glory on top, tippy top of that transmission tower, all that transmission power. Hey guys, it's 9.22 p.m. on 9.26.2016. It is Opal City Radio time. My name is Mike and with me is Emily. Hey guys. Uh, we have been reading The Ultimates for you guys. And it has been at times glorious and at times the deepest pit of despair that you can well, enter. more often than not, it's been the deepest pit of despair. It, uh, I would agree with you there. I mean, eventually we're going to break even, but... Well, we'll we'll see about that. I'm still not 100% sold on that because this week we decided to read Ultimate X-Men. Uh, All 100 issues of Oh. Oh. Hoo-wee. Oh. I read 102 issues because I read the two annuals. I, I didn't. I couldn't do it. I was just like, no, take this cup of suffering from me. <laughs> this far and no further. Exactly. Um... So, so yeah, uh, Ultimate X-Men, uh, for those of you who don't know, and the, and the Ultimates universe was kind of like Marvel's attempt to reboot all their big franchises to attract new readers. Not a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. It was an alternate timeline, you know, alternate universe kind of thing. Yeah. So you didn't have to know the main universe and you could just jump right in. Yeah. And, I mean, like we said before, like, it's not a bad idea. Um, again, Ultimate X-Men was like 2000. Yeah, I believe so. So you have, um, gosh, you have the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yep. You've got the Fox X-Men movies. Yes. When they were still new and shiny. Yes. Um, and people were like, these these are bad, but they're not god-awful. Yeah, but I mean, they're maybe like, okay. Um, you had, gosh, in 2000, Marvel was actually just starting to come out of bankruptcy. Yeah. They had filed bankruptcy. They were coming off of um, the whole Spider-Man clone fiasco. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, Peter Parker that you've been reading about for like 50 years. Lol, JK. He's actually his clone named Ben Riley. Yeah. That, not, did, not the smartest idea. Did not go over at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were at a point where they're like, maybe it's we weird. It's like. Marvel was like DC back then. Yeah. <laughs> Where nothing was working and it's they were just, just like, no, this ship is going down. It makes me so sad that I don't think I've ever had Marvel and DC being good at the same time. Like, consistently good at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean... They, they, I don't know, it's like a weird, like, the like, pendulum swings race. back and forth. Where they're just running around a track and they just keep handing off, like, the shitty baton to each other. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe Marvel's like, all right, look, we're going to suck for the next couple years. The movies that are coming out are terrible. We're going to uh, 
Doctor Strange was filmed entirely in Esperanto and we're not changing it. DC, <laughs> here you go. You got. We're going to take the baton. We, we'll shoulder this burden for you, buddy. <laughs> but DC would just trip and cry and be, be awful. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's, that's the, the world of Marvel circa 2000. That's yes, what, that's tumult. Where, that's where we're Floods and, and biblical disasters. Yes, so cue Ultimate X-Men. Yes. Which was written initially by enemy of the show, (laughs) Mark Miller. We've been really hard on Mark Miller, but I don't think you guys understand how much of a scourge he was on the common man. Um, I think you guys understand, like, how awful he... Well, here... He wrote... One good comic. This will this will kind of highlight how terrible of a choice he was. Maybe they decided to take a chance, but I don't know. And I, I in in my own research, when I lock myself in my study and like pour through these books and <laughs> you these know tomes. Yes, a, a glass of brandy shaking in my hand as I finally come across the one piece of information I've been looking for. Mark Miller, when he started Ultimate X Men, the only x-men thing that he had been exposed to was the first x-men movie i my mind is still reeling for the mic dropped this on me before we started recording yeah it is and done it it's like so you you never read x-men like watch the cartoon or done you decided to watch the fox movie and you were like this is good enough like I under like on one hand I understand that of like okay we we want to do something they want somebody fresh it, yeah it, somebody it, fresh something right. new something interesting somebody that's not just gonna like oh they're so ingrained in the six sixteen universe yeah that that's what we get like I, but I, I mean, get that but then on the other hand I'm like you should have an understanding yeah, of you, the characters right exactly I mean like the characters act way out of line to what they are. In, in the in the comics, and you know, all right, true, it's a different universe. I get yeah. that. I mean, but we discussed this with Ultimates, is that there is that fine line that you have to walk because right, exactly. you can only diverge so far. Right, before the characters change so much that just... they become these, like, twisted mockers. They become bizarro X-Men, basically. Yeah, that they, that they become unrecognizable, and you have characters acting in ways that... They they would literally never act. I don't yeah. care what universe you're in. And maybe that's like being a neckbeard and nitpicking because like Mike said, it is an, an alternate universe, an alternate timeline. Right. So the characters can act however the hell they want. Right. But I, but I then, just like, think... You know, my other argument is like, yeah, but I mean, Hulk doesn't eat people. Right. Exactly. A zombie Hulk. Right. Hulk Which is scary eat. enough. I mean, you don't have to make regular Hulk as scary as zombie Hulk. Yeah. So Miller is on like the first 30 some odd issues. It didn't. It, it did not take Miller long to like fall into the X Men trope of just like batshit insanity storylines. I. This is my thing with. I mean, these are like, like Schrodinger cat issues where yeah. everything and yet nothing happens. Yes. And I just, I couldn't from episode or. You have me doing it now, Mike. Yes, I'm sorry. I've infected you with the techno-organic virus. <laughs> oh, no. Send me to the future. Yes. Um, 
even from issue number one, you don't know who anyone no, is. They, they don't do any, he doesn't do any setup whatsoever. There it's like zero... he just watched the, it really does feel like he just watched the movie and then started to write the comic immediately afterwards, assuming everyone had seen the movie. Yeah, there's like no... There's no setup at all. World build up. There's, there's no none. character build up. And I was th- actually thinking about this. I'm like, okay, I know that dropping people into the middle of a plot is a thing that writers do. Yeah. You know, you do it in movies. In media race, yeah. Yeah, you do it in books where you are. You're dropped right in the middle of it. Not really have exclamations, but at some point, you have to take the time to draw the camera back literally metaphorically you have to draw that camera back right and let your audience get their bearings right i mean like you have or give them enough information that they can put two and two together on their own right to be like oh okay no i i see this this is what this is and this is what that is okay i I get it i get it ultimate x-men is it's like playing charades and you have like all of the answers are X-Men tropes and there's yeah. no way that you can explain them to anybody. Like you're like Genosha, uh, 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 anti-mutant police. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like, Sentinels. What? Sentinels. Uh, duh, 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 Professor X. Uh, you know, like it's just, I, I don't like how he did it. I don't like how no, he set it up because like there either. was no setup. There was. And, what makes me mad is again like what we saw with Ultimates, which was another book that he wrote. Yeah, is there were like glimmers of promise. Yes, but I'm like, dude, if you had let us get to know any of these characters be- before, because like you drop us in and it's like, oh, anti mutant hysteria. Right. Why? Right, exactly. You do have to, and I understand, you know, all right, X-Men's been around for a long time. That's a trope of X-Men. It's like, muty, you know, but like, you do have to do a little bit of world building. It just, it it was just very lazy, I think. Yeah, it it was, because like, you can't assume that people are going to know what, what this is like right. i mean i know yes x-men is like a, a pop culture st- especially now yeah a pop culture staple but like back in the year 2000 i what did you have you you okay you had the fox movie right. and you had the cartoon yeah both I... leftovers from the 90s you even had the original reboot in the 90s of the x-men yeah. which you know i mean i'm sure Miller should have at least read that, you know, and like been like, oh, okay, I I think I kind of see what's going on here, you know, (laughs) instead of just throwing everybody into the middle of everything without explaining literally anything. Yeah, so, okay, so you have X-Men and you have Jean Grey who's running around like recruiting or saving mutants to bring back to Charles Xavier, and even this isn't really, I mean, to bring back to Charles Xavier for, you know, his school for gifted youngsters. Right. And they immediately are given, like, their X-Men suits and X-Men names. Right. 
And it's like, why? Yeah, it doesn't make there's, a whole lot of sense. There's zero, like, team building. There's there's none at all. They're thrown there's, together. Yeah, and it's like, not even like, oh, we're thrown together and it's a fight for survival, which, I mean, I guess it kind of is. We have the Sentinels on. Yeah. The, the Sentinels, I, by the way, attack on, like, the fifth page. And I'm just like, what are you doing, Mark Miller? Yeah, I mean, I honestly... And again, maybe this is like a preference. I mean, Ultimate X-Men was a huge success. It it actually, in more of my research, it, it outsold oh. all of its sister titles except for New X-Men. That was the only one that it didn't consistently outsell. Yeah. But it, it was. It was the, the best-selling X-Men title, possibly due to like, you know, I mean, the X-Men were way less moral. In, in Ultimate X-Men, which, yeah, which is, you yeah. know, I mean, kind of par for the course with the Ultimates anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, again, maybe this is, I mean, it's a personal thing. Maybe, again, it's because it's not 16 years ago at this point. Yeah. Which makes me feel, like, fucking ancient because I read this book when it was first being published. <laughs> um, but I'm like, D- dude, I, I want to know about these characters. You're handing me, like... Like, you know, sassy, short-haired Jean Grey. Right. Well, let me, let me get to know her. Right, exactly. Who because... has, like, you know, these great mental powers. She's not just like, oh, let me levitate this cup. Right, exactly. You know? it, or... Well, the thing is, it makes everything feel a lot more tawdry. Yeah. You know, like, and I'll just bring up, like, a for instance. We'll talk about this more, I'm sure. Like, they bring in Wolverine. Oh my god! A, a little while ago, and like Gene just immediately sleeps with him, like immediately, yeah. immediately <laughs> like, jumps into bed, and it, yeah. and it's like they both act like they've been together forever, and it's just like, but no, you just met this dude, like yeah, you you just met him, and then you just slept with him, yeah. There's Which, no, and you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of rich history that goes along with the whole Wolverine Gene. It's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. in in original continuity X Men. Because it's so doomed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's just like, it feels like such a cheap reflection of what, you know, you had the chance. Of what that relationship actually Exactly. Is. You had yeah. the chance to build it to make it something else, to make it, even if you wanted to make it more edgy. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, you could have done the different thing of like. I mean, maybe, Wolverine's maybe the bad the, boy, you know? I mean, it's it, her and Wolverine that get together. And yeah. it's not Scott, but. So you don't let me get to know her. Right. You give me, like, Car Thief Storm. Yes. Which actually, like, I liked that idea. I did. I liked, because it makes her a little more accessible than, you know, Storm is in the X-Men, how she's kind of, like, above everything. Well, she's a queen, essentially. Yeah, she's a queen, and she was worshipped as a goddess. Yes. And, I mean, you know, it was very foreign because, you know, yes, she came, you know, straight from Africa, and it's her acclimating to America. But okay, no, you have like scrawny street kid Storm, who's a car thief. Yeah. Who's kind of a smart ass. Yeah. And she's writing a play, but she won't let anyone see it. Right. And like these are good ideas, but you literally never let me get to know this fucking character. It is right. like sixty issues later when another writer takes over that we actually like get to kind of take a breath. Yeah, but and I mean, to kind at, of no. But I'm like, dude, I would like at that to know point. It's it's too little, too late at that point, though. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm the, like, the the run only went a hundred issues. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, 
why why does she she choose Hank McCoy? Right. Because that's a relationship. Is yeah. is Storm and Beast get together, and this is Beast like like 1960s Henry McCoy, so he's just like big dude with giant feet yeah, and hands. Yeah, he just has he just has real big feet and hands. Yeah. You know, so that's an interesting relationship. Can we get more than just, like, a panel of them making out? Yeah, exactly. I'd like to know what they talk about. Like, X-Men, the thing that sells you on X-Men is not the big world-ending plots. It's the relationship of the X-Men to each other. Exactly. And when it's you push of that off of the stage, yeah. you know, in and you focus on these giant battles that go on for issues and issues and issues, mm. it's just, it, it becomes, like... It's all just noise. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know? like, honestly, I couldn't tell you what the first 30-some odd issues are about. Uh, I, just, I, I can, and it hurts me that I know. <laughs> um, Sentinels are involved. Yeah. Well, it, like, the government captures Charles Xavier because oh, he's, got right. the, he's got the he's uh, got the the Cerebro. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, let's, like, you know, use him to find all the mutants and kill him. And then they, you know, bring in the things, and then you've got, like, uh, the Sentinels, and then you've got... Mag Magneto, and I'm oh, not saying right, Magneto. Mag I'm not saying Magneto, Magneto. by the way. Magneto, yeah. that's right. And he sends Wolverine, who's like this badass assassin. He's like, you know, go kill Charles Xavier, and he's like, okay, bub. Right. But then he sleeps with Jean Grey instead. Yeah. And, and that like, <laughs> what made zero sense to me too, is okay. So you have Wolverine, and you're reintroducing him as you know this this hardcore killer this you know great yeah. assassin like this man to be feared like he's yes. gonna go in weapon I, x yeah i understand he's gonna be you know super undercover he's gonna work his way into the x-men into their trust and he's gonna right. kill charles xavier right apparently sleeping with gene gray is enough for him to be like <laughs> No, yeah. even though he tells her, and he tells her after they sleep together, "Oh, BT Dubs, I'm here to kill Professor X." Right, and, well, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Well, I guess when Wolverine got that feeling, he needed sexual healing. I, I guess, but I'm like, you never showed me why he decided to actually stay with the X Men. He just. Did he it just because, did, yeah, because, because he's sleeping with that's, Jean. That's what happens in 616, so obviously that's what happens in Ultimate Universe as well. Right. Is Wolverine is one of the X-Men. Sorry, guys, we had a little bit of a malfunction. We were going off on, on Wolverine and Jean, <laughs> yeah, so, let's, so let's pick that back up. Like I said, I mean, why are you robbing me of a cool character development? Yeah. Because Wolverine can be an engaging... I've seen it happen. He can be an engaging character. Well, it's true. He has... You know, his powers give him... And there's also, you know, very little mention of, like, the whole old... I, I love Old Man Logan. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. one of my favorite things, as, as trite as it is to say. But, you know, it's just, like, they they completely throw all of that to the side. You know, I mean, it's like Wolverine he's kind of tragic, and I like tragedy. Yeah. You yeah. know, because he's like, you know, he was tortured because of his mutant ability and Weapon X got a hold of him and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and he doesn't have any memory of his past. Right, and you don't, you know, they that. don't do anything with him. They're just no. like, well, you know, he's he's Wolverine, you know, you know. And I'm like, you, no, but you have to, sh you have to show me. Yeah, you, you have to show me who these people are. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, when I think about, like, what just makes me the saltiest, it's all the relationships. Yes. Is how badly 
bungled everything is. And like you do have new and interesting relationships. Yes. Uh, because, you know, you're not tied to the 616, but yet you still insist on shoving Scott and Jean down my throat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, they, and they do that. Let's rehash the fucking Phoenix saw. And I'm like, really? Well, I mean, I can understand. I can understand going that way because, like, Phoenix. We've read. We've read the Phoenix saga. I, mean, I have was, read the Phoenix saga. It was okay. You know, I didn't think it was, like, you know, super great or anything, but. You know, I mean, it, it it is a big thing that I, I can I see know. why they wanted to do that. Yeah. I, I can forgive them for that. I, I just I just real salty about having Gene and Scott shoved down my throat. Yeah, yet I, again. Yet again, they're not interesting. I don't like Cyclops. I they're boring. How and dare you had you. you had more interesting relationships happening and being well what could have been developed yeah but they totally get sidelined in favor of what we've been reading for the past right, for the past yes yeah, 60 or so years i mean you know that that is a trap you know and and when you're doing another universe like to to kind of like if you want to kind of do your own spin on something do your own spin on it you know like don't just rehash what we already know and do it like the Phoenix saga, like at its core, it was very similar to what happened in 616. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you, you're not going to do anything different with that at all. Nope. They're like, I mean, nope. I guess, I guess the difference was the Shi'ar weren't aliens. They were in a cult. Yeah. But I mean, like kind of the same thing, yeah. you know, I mean, like, yeah. and then they do the whole time travel angle with apocalypse and, oh yeah. And then, of course, we get the trope of people dying only to get better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, psych. Yeah. But I didn't. I. It, it, the whole thing. Yeah. Just makes me. It was kind of a mess. It's the whole. It's such a mess. And then. Uh, I. I mean, is this is this the point where I can like go on, like, my tirade about, like, how dirty they did Colossus and Northstar. Uh, yeah, you should, because, man, they, like, Northstar got, like, like, wrecked. Like, I Tyrannosaurus wrecked. Why Marvel hates Northstar. Well, he's As, Canadian. Um, yeah. Why they hate this <laughs> poor man as much as they do. So, in Ultimate X-Men, Colossus is gay. Yes. Um, which I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. That's it's different. That's definitely it's, it's different. It's very different. And I'm like, oh, cool. And this is, you know, let's show like, you know, this poor Russian dude who was working for the fucking mafia. Yeah. He was an movie. arms dealer. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. A little weird, but I'll allow it. I mean, I guess I'll allow it. And the angle that they kept going for, but they never, again, with the problem is they told us this was happening, but they never showed that it was happening. Right. Is he's so alienated from the rest of the team. Is that right. nobody includes him in anything. No one really talks to him about anything. No one knows him. No one befriends him. Yeah. And so, you know, he winds up leaving the team, but then he comes back. And he's got a friendship with Nightcrawler. Okay, let me stop you there, because sure. the thing that's weird about Nightcrawler to me, right, is he's weirdly not okay with Gay Colossus for a while. 
Yeah. And it's like, and Colossus, he does. He tells, he's like, you know, I feel different and blah, blah, blah. And Nightcrawler's just like, oh, I don't know. It's like, dude, look in the mirror. You're the (laughs) same, kind of. You're both pariahs due to some reason. Like, how dare you, Nightcrawler? I I think... I think what it was, well, no, because they never brought it up. Because my thought was always, well, I guess it's because he's like super Catholic. Yeah. But I don't think in Ultimates that they bring up if they, he's they Catholic or no, not. Because that would make sense. And that part, that makes me mad too. Because I'm like, you had this chance to to show, you know, Nightcrawler like coming around. to Being right, like, exactly. oh, well, I help this belief. But now that, like, my best friend has come out, well, you know, he's a pretty neat guy. So maybe this belief that I've held, maybe I need to reexamine it. Yeah. Maybe I need to rethink. But no, no, more fights. Though. Yeah, there's more, more fights. So yes. they meet Northstar. Right. Um, who, who is still gay. Yeah. And they're trying to recruit. Well, I mean, this was kind of funny, I guess. They're trying to recruit him. Into the X-Men, and he's like, lol, no, how would that be any safer? Didn't, like, Beast literally just die? Yeah, uh, he got better eventually, but, you know. And they're like, oh, and, like, they think he's gonna kill himself because he's, like, standing on, like, the the roof of a building, and he's like, fucking kill myself, I'm here to think. So, he gets targeted by Ultimate Mr. Sinister, and I really don't know how I feel about Ultimate Mr. Sinister. Um, I mean, he's... (laughs) I didn't like him the way that they portrayed him in the Ultimates. Yeah. I like I, I like OG Mr. Sinister because yeah. he does have like he's one of those villains where it's like, all right, if if I was a more twisted version of myself, <laughs> I think I could understand why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas um, in Ultimate X Men he's just gone No, he's evil. Yeah, he's he's killing mutants. I mean, granted, his name is Mr. Sinister, I understand, but still. Yeah, you know, he's killing mutants. Um, and like he needs to reach a certain body count so he can summon Lord Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and he's targeted Northstar, and you know he survives, and he's in the hospital, and it's like, oh, you know, Colossus was there, like watching over him, and that's like, I guess, kind of how they meet and get together. And Northstar is at um, Emma Frost has like a rival school. Yes. Going on where they're all tougher and wear leather jackets. Yeah. And so he's at that school and it it makes me so mad because again, like they focus so much on like Scott and Jean. Right. That like we see nothing of this relationship. Yeah. There's pretty much nothing there. We're told that they get together and then, okay. I have an issue with ultimates when they just throw shit in because it was in 616. So we have to have it in the ultimate universe as well. Yeah. And I think one of the more egregious versions <laughs> or examples of this is Alpha Flight. Yeah. Yeah. So when we first meet Northstar, he's like 17, like a normal kid. Right. Who's just like, you know, why are you telling me I'm a mutant? What You know, people have already said that I'm cheating at sports. That's not true. You know, my mom wants to send me to this special high school. And then we get to, like, kind of the end of the book. And it's like, oh, no, I was in Alpha Flight and they're dangerous people. Yeah. When? Yeah, exactly. It happens off 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 screen. Yeah. Like, when the hell 
were you in the secret Canadian <laughs> government program? Right. Literally tell me. I... Because I forgot. Because you didn't show me that. Because this makes no fucking sense. And then, you know, they paralyze him. And... They do. And they also are like, oh, and he got his powers from drugs. Yeah. And... <laughs> and... I was like, oh, man, Emily's ears are burning right now. And... Yeah, he got his powers from drugs. Also, Colossus is like a junkie because yes. even though he can turn into metal, that doesn't mean that he's got the super strength. So, like, he couldn't move himself. Yeah. So he had to take mutant steroids <laughs> right. to make himself strong. And well, now I mean, how is that different from any other Russian person, though? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And now the X-Men hate him because he's a junkie. Right, exactly. Also, he can't change out of his metal form. Yeah. And, and like, he's gay. And then Nightcrawler's like, you're different and I don't like you. And I'm like, all right. We, we talk about fridging female characters. Yeah. This is a thing that happens to gay characters, too. Yeah. And this is a, a big example of it, of like, oh... All your straight kids are are fine. Right. Are are totally fine, but it's the gay kids that are drug addicts who wind up in a fucking wheelchair right. and banished from the X-Men for using drugs. Yes. Fuck you, Ultimate Universe. <laughs> Fuck you. I I knew you you were gonna be real mad about that. I just yeah, rereading this comic and I was just like, oh, I forgot how mad this made me. Also, the drug that Northstar using is is it's called Banshee. Banshee. <laughs> so, I was like, oh come on, really? That that's what you're doing with this character? You're you're making him a drug? Yeah. I mean, glory. That's, I mean, that's where he just runs out of the house screaming because apparently that's what Banshee does. Like, <laughs> well, that's how he flies as he screams at the well, crowd. It's true, but he was doing that shit in the in the Christmas issue that we read. He just <laughs> runs out of the door screaming like a weirdo. Well, I mean, it's, it's what it's what Irish people do. We just scream at the ground and then we're able to fly. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, I do yeah. it all the time. Well, that's that's how I usually get around. Um. <clears throat> But oh, yes, so you oh. have that, which would have been a really cool, like, okay, that's new and interesting. Like, there is no Colossus and North Star relationship in, in regular X-Men. Right, but... <laughs> like, this would have been... They a destroy new... them. Like... Yeah, utterly destroy them. And then you get um, Ultimate, like, Dazzler. Yeah. Who's, like, a filthy punk rocker. Yes. Which actually, I kind of liked. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I was like, Dazzler is one of my many comic book crushes. So, aww, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know she's that. She's neat. She has, she has roller skates, and that's cool. Yeah, she does. Um, but yeah, she's like this filthy, like crusty, unwashed punk rocker. Which is awesome because yeah. punk rock is great. It's true, <laughs> and you know, she does wind up with the X Men, and she winds up hooking up with Angel. Yes. Um. Again. That's a new and interesting relationship, and they're so different. Because I mean, Angel, you know, he's perfect and beautiful, and right? Blonde, exactly. Mm -hmm. Angel wings, and of course, this incites all sort of like you know religious stuff. And it's like right. I'm just a mutant. Like this is just what happens. Yeah, and he's like, it's it's not. I didn't plan this exactly. You know, and also like that doesn't really 
kind of go anywhere. Again, it's like the Storm and Beast thing. It's like, again, that's a really interesting dynamic. Right, but you don't show us any of it. Yeah, you don't show us anything. Um... I mean, where where is them going to the mall? Like, where is them, oh like, God, like was... where is Beast shopping for trousers? These are things that I need in my X-Men comics. Uh, well, I but... need them, like, air to breathe. But literally, though, like... Yes. I mean, it, it's true. You, the, There were a lot of choices made that focused on the story rather than focused on the characters. And, like, X-Men... It, X-Men is, it really did feel like an X-Men comic. I'll, I'll say that much right at the yeah, end because yeah. it, like the plots are like ridiculous. Yeah. And, but, you know, at the same time, what gave X-Men its charm were like the little scenes that you get, you know, of like them going to the mall or like Wolverine at a bar, you yeah. know, like, I mean, those Playing are the kind baseball. of things. Right, exactly, that you that you put in there, yeah, and you're and like, yeah. wow, the comic is so much better because I put this in here. Yeah, I mean, X-Men, I think, is very, or it should be at its best. It's a character-driven book. It is, it is. I mean, people have their favorite X-Men, and yeah, some of it is like, oh, they have such a cool power. Yeah. But a lot of it, it's personality-driven. Right, exactly. I mean, or maybe that's me projecting, because, like, my favorite X-Man is, is Gambit, and it's not because, like, oh, he can throw cards. Right. I'm just, like, white trash bad boy garbage boyfriend of my heart. <laughs> you know, but it is. It's because he is, like, you know, the you know this typical, like, scummy bad boy. Yeah. Kind of with the heart of maybe gold. Right, but also maybe not at the same time. No, maybe- I, I get it. Maybe he just spray painted it that color. May, well, maybe he stole the heart. He of gold probably and did. Then, yeah. And he's you know, my sherry. Yeah, it's exactly. My heart. And I'm like, I, well, oh. I mean, like when you think about like you know, like X Men pairings, it's like immediately one of the things that a lot of people who read X Men will be like, oh well, Gambit and Rogue. Mm-hmm. You know, which was great and heartrending and beautiful. A uh, white trash couple of my heart. And then you know, in this one, it's just like it's glossed over well you know they do they do focus on it a little bit a little bit they the first annual is actually about rogue and gambit oh see well okay um okay one of the things they did right i guess we could talk about some good things they did yeah was we do no wait no let's talk about psylocke real fast because i thought that was hilarious i laughed for like at least 10 minutes <laughs> like she gets introduced when um they do they do a proteus storyline like right out of the gates yeah they they do which um you know for those of you who don't know that's professor xavier's son and he's crazy and is like like any mutant with reality shaping powers he's like <laughs> a crazy weirdo yeah he's the son that charles xavier has with moira mctaggart yes also side note i like that an ultimate x-men uh, Xavier left his wife and child for Magneto. Yeah. And I'm like, you two <laughs> fucking gay ass boyfriends. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, but yeah, um, he, he, he did that. So we, we get Psylocke in yes. that one where she just pops up and she's an agent named Betsy Braddock. She's yes. already an Asian person. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's not like weird she, swapping. Yes, she gets possessed by Proteus and then Colossus smashes her with a car and kills her. Yeah. 
And then she comes back as like a random other Asian chick. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, and and apparently in the future she's married to Bishop. Yeah, and then, oh my god, it's so weird. And then they they kind of like do this half-ass well, like, well, her consciousness was displaced. So, uh, so if my consciousness is ever displaced, smash my body with a car, and then I'll I'll come back as another a different Asian dude. <laughs> okay, that's that's good to know. Yeah, Asian dude who's also married to Bishop in the future. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, first of all, don't you talk about my man that way? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, your husband. Yeah. I know. Well, I will scratch your eyes out, girlfriend. <laughs> um. But okay, so. But yeah, go back to what we were saying. I guess I guess some, one of the one of the few good things they did. Yeah. Was uh to, to trick you into thinking that maybe this could be a good comic. Sure. Um, Chuck Austin wrote a two issue little thing that was yeah. all about Gambit. Yeah, and it was great. It was so it it shocked me. Because I had to look to see who was writing it, and I was like, "Oh, that's why," because it's not Miller. <laughs> um, just like when Bendis took over, and I was like, "Wait," I was like three issues in, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, this is actually pretty good." Pretty good. Oh, oh, that's I see. And why? So we ultimate gambit is he's the street kid. Yeah, he's living on the streets of New York. He's doing like card tricks. Yeah, and like quote in like magic tricks yeah which is just of course his mutant power yeah it's just his powers his dialogue is amazing because it's like straight louisiana creole like yeah exactly um i mean he does say like les bon temps brûlé you know which is yeah. which like i love that shit mm -hmm. like part of me part of me inside me somewhere is a Cajun man struggling to be free? Oh, I see. To shri like to shrimp on the on the on the bayous and like talk unintelligently to people. <laughs> yes. So he gets mixed up with. Um, there's this little girl whose parents are killed. Yes. By what's his face, Hammerhead. Yes. And because they're looking for like money, diamonds, something like that. And, she, you know, her path crosses gambits. And, I mean, one of the funnier things when he's, like, asking about her parents, but because of his accent, it's, you know, your your pants. Yeah. And she's like, but I'm wearing them. And he's like, no, your your pants. Yeah. Pants. Your, right. your mama and your papa. And she's like, oh, no, they're dead. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's him, like, trying to, like, protect this girl and find her parents. Right. And... He gets involved with Hammerhead's goons. Yeah, with and... the goons, and he has to fight them off. And it's very sweet and very touching. And it again, is. Because it's a fucking character study. Right. But there's also action, you know. Yeah. Because he does, you know, he winds up, like, fighting the dudes. And, you know, the guy's, like, all Blows up Hammerhead's Hammerhead. Yeah, because he's like, oh, you know, you think you're trick cards? And he's like, yeah, magic's not in the cards, friend. And, yes. You know, blows off his head. Yeah. He you know, and then that. he does a sweet thing with the little girl where, you know, he, like, charges up her umbrella. Yeah. And tells her to, like, you know, you got to think real hard, like Mary Poppins. And, you know, yeah. you can away. Oh, that's so sweet. And, and, then, and then he leaves because he knows he can't care for the kid. Yeah. And, like, by the time she touches back down after she floats back up, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. And, Oh, and then you have the part where, like, um, Xavier and Storm show because, of course, Xavier's tracking them down using Cerebro. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, I know you're a mutant. Why don't you come stay at, you know, my school? You know, you'll get, you know, 
room, you'll get food, you'll get clothes. And he's like, yeah, then you'll come visit me late at night? I don't think so. Yeah. And, you know, Storm is outraged by this. But yes. I'm like, it fits with that character that he wouldn't immediately jump. Right. Because he's, I mean, he, he's doing fine on his own. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. So I just, I loved those two issues. They were, they were a bright point. Definitely. They were so, so good. If only, I mean... If only they had done a thing where, like, every five or six issues, they would take a couple issues and show other characters in that much detail, you feel completely different about the book. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, it would have been great because you would have learned their goddamn motivations. Yeah, I mean, that would have been, oh my god, like a two-issue thing of, like, Car Thief Storm? Yeah, that would be baller as hell, or, like... Rogue, because she's a Weapon X project as well. Yeah. Like a yeah. two-issue on Rogue. That would have been awesome. Or, like, I would have taken a two-issue on Toad, for God's sake. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I... So, I mean, that's a bright spot. Um, The one issue that Bendis did with the kid whose um, his mutant powers um, trigger... Yeah. And it turns out that his mutant power is that he, like, he kills people. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a chemical mm-hmm. that he, I guess, like, secretes or controls. Yeah. It's like he wakes up and he's going to go to school. And, like, his mom's not home, but there's her clothes and it's really weird, but okay. And then he's, like, going down the street and he's like, this is really weird. Where is everyone? But then he gets to school and there's everyone. He's like, all right, whatever. It's just weird. But then, like, he's talking to his girlfriend and she, like, shrivels up and dies in front of him yeah and so he goes to hide out in a cave and wolverine goes to see him because obviously wolverine's the only one that can survive this because of his healing right exactly and it's like yeah you hit puberty last night and this is your shitty mutant power you kill 257 people you there's no controlling this happy birthday (laughs) but it's so tragic because this poor kid is just like i was going you know i wanted to graduate high school i was going to go to college i was going to travel all these places like you know wait if if you know my chromosomes had been like one step to the left i could have been an x-man right exactly and wolverine's like bub there's no you can't think, and I mean, they don't show it to you, but he kills the kid. Yeah. Because there's literally nothing else that can be done. Right. And then it's him leaving the cave, and I'm like, that's good, because that humanizes <laughs> Right, it does, and it just, does it in, like, and all you've had to do was put it, just concentrate a little bit, put him in maybe half of the issue, you know? And yeah. I, I just think it, it's a big missed opportunity, because, like, I didn't give a shit about any of these characters. No. No, I really, I mean... Like, I laughed my ass off when Psylocke was crushed by a goddamn car wielded by Colossus. I was like, oh, 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 man. Yeah, it's just, it's so... uh, I mean, then they do... I did get sad when when Juggernaut kills Gambit, though. Yeah, that... that... Crushes him like a po' boy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because in the annual, which is about Gambit and Rogue, because Rogue does... Well, Gambit shows back up. He's with Emma Frost. Yeah. Um, In her cool school where he gets a free leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Her cool school for, like, bad boy boyfriends. (laughs) That's right. Um, 
And he <laughs> fucking kidnaps her. Yeah. Takes her to Fenris, who were creepy mutant twins. Yes. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, we want to use your power or whatever. They had some stupid comic book plan. And but they give her a suit that's like, oh, well, this will dampen your powers. Right. I mean, Xavier still hasn't taught you jack shit. Right. Because he's like too busy, like writing love letters to Magneto. Yeah, he's too also like lusting after Jean Grey because they kept. God, that's so creepy. I've never liked that. It 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 cheapens. It cheapens Professor X so much. It makes him a fucking creeper. It does. I mean, at least in the Ultimate Universe, Jean Grey is 19. Yeah. So it's not not like... in the original thing where he's like, yeah, 16-year-old Marvel girl. And I'm like, oh, God, this fucking sex offender that's running this... skin turns gray, a glare (laughs) goes across his glasses. Fangs drip down. Anti-villain. But... Yeah, so she, you know, kind of hooks back up with him and, you know, Gambit has like this turn of heart where he's like, oh, you know, if she doesn't want to go with you, then she's not. And they, they, they run off because now Rogue can like make out with dudes. Yeah. And she's like, sorry, Iceman. But I'm <laughs> well, like, I mean, Iceman cheated on her with Kitty Pride, which is like, LOL. I hated Iceman in this comic so much. <laughs> He was he was a dumb dumb. He was yeah, like no redeeming qualities whatsoever. He, like he was just a dumbass kid that remained a dumbass kid for the entire comic. Yeah, yeah. No, no character growth there at all. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, so she, you know, runs off with him, and they have like this. The the, the first annual focuses on them, where they have like fun thief adventures. Yeah, they're stealing the um. Oh, what is it? The stupid jewel that Juggernaut uses. Oh, they have the gem of Karakan or whatever. Yeah, whatever. They steal that, and then they're in Vegas. The gem of Clinton or something. <laughs> you know, and Juggernaut shows up again, and because he was in Weapon X with Rogue, and he yeah. loves her, and why are you with, you know, scumbag, bad boy yeah. boyfriend? Right. Why aren't you with me? And I'm like, have you looked at your fucking redesign? Yeah, you look real dumb, Juggernaut. Because, like, he's got, like, this bullet head, but he's dressed like a leather daddy. And yeah, I'm like, Yeah, it's. Him and Blob got really bad redesigns. Yeah. Where Blob was just kind of, like, lumpy fat dude. Yeah. In, like, shapeless jumpsuit. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's what his design always was. No, no, he had, like, a, he had like a wrestling onesie. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing moves the Blob. I just, uh. I like like in Silver Age X Men where he's just kind of like a big dude. Yeah, he's not even like fat. He's just kind of big. Right. Um, but yeah, so there's you know the big fight and um, Juggernaut does wind up killing Gambit. Yeah. Well, I mean Gambit kind of he it's like a a, a murder suicide thing. Like he brings like a building down. Yeah. But he's in the way. Yeah. I'm like, you yum-dumb, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, Iceman? So, you know, as he's dying, he's like, you know, oh, Sherry, you know, give me a kiss. And she, like, absorbs all of his powers. Right, so then she so, has her, like, rogue gambit powers. Yeah, this weird, like, rogue gambit hybrid. Oh, man. But, like, for a minute, like, sh- her powers aren't working. Yeah. So she can, like freely hook up with Iceman again. Yeah. I'm like, okay. 
I mean, yeah. I guess people grieve in different ways. But... I, I guess, yeah. It seems like that would have affected you a little more emotionally, but, you know, whatever, whatever. I whatever, guess. I, I guess. Shadow Cat was kind of neat. She had a thing with Peter Parker. I thought that was fun. Yeah, actually, I mean, you see more of her in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. And her, like, dumb costume that she wears when she does, like, crime fighting with him. Yeah. I you can't know, because that's going to be fun. Because, yeah, uh, she goes to the same high school as Peter Parker. And, yeah. yeah. Shadowcat and Peter Parker are Kitty Pride and Peter Parker are an item. <laughs> so adorable. Which is hilarious. They are. They're super cute together. Um, I what other like good? Uh, well, you had the Mojo and Longshot story <laughs> arc. That was I. I like anything with Mojo in it, even if he is not like a fat dude with robot spider legs. Yeah, because they made him. He was just a, a like a regular dude. Yeah. But he was still running, like, his live right, his, like, yeah, like. right, exactly. Like, his weird, like, reality show thing that he had. Yeah, and, you know, you still had Longshot, who still had his weird four fingers. I like Longshot. I like Long... I'm not gonna lie, I like Longshot, too. Yeah. But, I mean, he was kind of a bad guy, though. And Yeah, the... yeah, he was, it's true. But, you know, I mean, still, at least you got Longshot, like... It's true, we got Longshot, and, you know, we got, like... Dazzler, who's like, no, let's go, like, steal the Blackbird and, like, go check this out, friends. <laughs> which is awesome. You know, which they do, and of course, it's immediately a disaster. Yeah. She also gets creepily kidnapped by Nightcrawler as well. Okay, they do Nightcrawler so fucking dirty. They they do. This I makes mean, me mad. Like I'm sorry. Nightcrawler, they make him a fucking cretin. Yeah. Is he's like condemning Colossus for being gay. Right. You know, who's done nothing but be a friend to him. He's even trying to explain to him, like, right. dude, I don't like you. Like, back the fuck off. Like, yeah. what the hell? And then he has this crush on Dazzler. Mm -hmm. And like, he won't accept the fact that she's with Angel. Right. And so when she's hurt in one of their stupid missions. Yes. Um, and comes back and she's like in a mutant coma. Right. He takes her. He kidnaps her. He, he kidnaps her. Let's not mince words here. He definitely kidnaps he her. He kidnaps her, takes her to like under like where the Morlocks are. Yeah. Because he winds up being like their king. Yeah. Um, and then comes back to the school and it's like, oh, Guten Morgen, meine Freunde. <laughs> Was is das? And they're like, the gates, everyone. Like, yeah, you know, and they're like, oh shit, Dazzler is is missing. And he's like, oh, gotten Himmel. Yes, I know we're standing. Das ist ein Disaster. I mean, <laughs> and of course, Wolverine immediately is like, oh my god, this kid reeks of Dazzler. Like, he has her. Yeah. So. And they go and they get her, but, you know, Shadowcat, like, phases her through a wall. And they yeah. save her. And... Also, Pyro is a Morlock, which annoyed me. I kind of liked what they did with Pyro. I, I didn't. I was just like, yes, he's a brother of evil mutants guy. How dare you? <laughs> well, I mean, but he's, like, all weirdly burned. Yeah, I know. Because, like, but... fires his friend and, like, it kind of heals him in a weird way. Yeah. So he's, like, all creepy looking. Well, yeah, but I'm, I, I don't know. It just annoyed. It, it stuck in my craw. I was just like, I mean, Pyro's a Morlock? Like. You couldn't yeah. do, like, Callisto or Caliban, like, one of the cool Morlocks? Well. Caliban's a cool Morlock. I, I guess. He is. He gets stronger when people are afraid of him. That's an awesome power. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, that, that's the power that I have. 
Oh, I see. Yes, when people are afraid of me, I grow powerful. Oh, um, but yeah, like, dude, Nightcrawler, no. Nightcrawler is a good friend. (laughs) Nightcrawler does not kidnap, like, unconscious women. Here's here's the thing, okay? Hmm. Nightcrawler looks like a demon. The whole crux with Nightcrawler is that he's a good person who's trying to outrun you know, the the tragic circumstances of his birth. Yes. In Ultimate X-Men, he's just a fucking monster. <laughs> like, Yeah, and Rogue even tells him that because she absorbs some of his powers and we don't know, like, what she sees in her head because, of course, again, as we said with this book, they don't fucking show you. Right, anything. exactly. He goes to hell when he teleports. That's basically what happens, I think. And, you know, and she's like, you know, oh, you know, you say you only look like a monster, but I've been in your head and yeah. you are a monster, sugar. And mine, mine. <laughs> das ist nicht true. Um, yes. Meine feelings. <laughs> and yeah, it's like what Mike said. Like, no, the whole point of Nightcrawler's <laughs> right is that yeah, it's that he looks like a scary demon. I mean, right. Hell, That's he's kind not. of the whole point of the X Men. You know, like it's like, like with Beast, he's a like he looks like a monster. But he's like this intelligent, sensitive creature that should always be played by uh, the guy who was Frasier. You know, like see grammar. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that's like kind of the point of X Men. Is like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't take stuff at face value. Appearances yeah. aren't always what they seem. And you know, like Ultimate X Men, just like, nope, he looks like a demon. He's a demon. Print it. <laughs> you know, like, Excelsior. Right. House of ideas. Yeah, it's just, it's lazy. It is. It's really it's lazy. lazy. And then when you rehash, and I, I'm sorry, this fucking, what's his name? Robert Kirkman? Yeah. Who wrote Walking Dead? Yes. And, and Invincible. Okay. So he gets to write Ultimate X-Men. It's like, oh, wow. Cool. A brand new X-Men book. You can do literally anything you want. Yes. What's Cable and Bishop. Yeah, we're gonna and then do, I was like, oh, we're no. going to do the thing where Cable comes back to kill Charles Xavier, but Bishop comes back to save him. But, but it's different because Cable is future Wolverine. Right. So that makes it cool. And Bishop is married to Psylocke in the future. Yeah. Who is in a different Asian person? Who's in a d- different like she got hot, crushed by a goddamn car? So like, awesome. like underage Asian girl body. Yes, and that's not creepy at all. That like you're no. creeping on this girl who is drawn like she's about fourteen years old. Yeah, but I mean, but whatever. I guess whatever. Whatever. I, I mean, just... is is that the ultimate? Is that our ultimate summary of Ultimate X Men? It's like, yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with that. I just, so much of this book just makes me so mad. Yeah. That just, yeah, the abysmal treatment of characters. Yeah. Character assassination. The, okay, you, you, you put in, like, potentially really interesting new ideas right but then you didn't expound upon and then you do literally nothing it was like it's cool because i know x-men and i'm like wow that could have been really great if you just didn't throw them into another stupid crisis that was already done in 616 
Yeah, and that's that's my thing. And I'm like, if I wanted to read about Scott and Jean being vanilla and boring. Right, I would just and, read goddamn regular X-Men. Yeah, and Scott angsting about Jean and Jean angsting about the Phoenix Force. Yeah. I would pick up fucking X-Men. Yeah. Like... You gotta. You can't just make Jean Grey's hair short and be like completely different character. And I'm like, but she has the same. The same things are going. Nope, completely different. All new, all different. You know, and what you know? kills me is actually now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, an X Men book that actually did and is weirdly going in new directions. Yeah. Is all new X Men. Yeah. Which is the one where it's time travel X-Men. It's X-Men. The original X-Men group as teenagers have been brought to present day. Right. Um, because, to like deal with the charnel house that is the yeah, new X-Men. Is, yeah. Which is what it is. Is that it's Beast brought them back because it's like, oh, God, Scott's like gone off the deep end. Yeah. Everything has gone so. I like him better as a villain, honestly. Wrong. Yeah. Scott Summers is a lot more interesting when he's not banging Jean Grey. Well, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Well, I it's because him... then they, they tone him down. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, I'm going to say this and you're going to hate it because I'm going to bring up the name of Joss Whedon. But, you know, like... Actually, when... his, his run on Astonishing X-Men was really Yeah, good. it was really good. It I mean, you know, like, good. where, like, Colossus is like a badass strike team leader, you know, mm-hmm. like... But well, you know, I mean, but yeah, he was interesting there because I mean, he's with Emma Frost, and then you get the whole yeah. thing of like, you know, I'm so intelligent, and you know, the best looks that money can buy, and I'm still second rate to a corpse, right? And I'm like, oh, that stings. But yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking all to all new X Men, which again, I mean, it's the stupid X Men trope of time travel and Jean Grey is alive, yeah, which are two things that I hate about X Men. <laughs> yes, this is true. But you get the juxtaposition of the teenagers with their older counterparts and them trying to navigate what they've done. Right, like, exactly. It and, and it new, changes them in very surprising so ways. Much yeah. Because now you have Jean Grey who's got her powers earlier. You've got her and Scott aren't together. She's like with Beast. Yeah. Um, Fucking Iceman comes out as gay. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know. It's crazy. It's all this sorts of crazy like, stuff. Of, yeah, I'm like young Iceman who's like, wait, why am I dating girls? <laughs> you know, it's, that's, that's interesting and new. And uh, at least it's kind of a different take. Right, it's not right, just right, a right, right. rehash. Exactly. And that's what Ultimate X-Men was. It was just like. It was this, a rehash. It was a giant it, rehash. It was like, let's take x-men and let's put it in the microwave right and like make it a minutes. little little melty and then i'm like look it's new and i'm like that scott summers looks like he melted a little too long i'm or... like no i had this before it's been in my fridge yeah i know what this is yeah it's i don't true. care i don't care that you melted cheese on it i, I know you know what like... listen ultimate universe Mom, we don't, had we had this last night. I don't want to eat it again. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's rain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Ultimate Universe, and I know you're long since defunct, but still. Well, not that long. Well, yeah, but but still. Yeah. 
And, oh. uh, it just, it was such... I it all it just a defeated sigh. I think that's really yeah. I mean, funny. even like when they like when they brought back in Sabretooth, who, who uh, like I cannot read his name as anything but Supertooth now. <laughs> like he's got this ear necklace, yeah, and he's got four adamantium claws to Wolverine's three, and I'm just like, you don't have to turn Sabretooth up anymore. He's already turned up. You don't have to be like, well, this isn't your daddy's Sabretooth. And I was like, well. Like- my dad, Sabretooth, was still pretty terrifying, was so... a raping murderer. Yeah, you know? he's like an amoral mercenary. Like, he's the same thing in this one, only dumber. Yeah, it's like, you, you, know? don't, you don't have to make him more extreme. In 616, he's extreme enough. He rapes and kills Wolverine's girlfriends. Right, and then, like, <laughs> yeah... What more does he need to be... Oh, but he's got, like, his ear necklace. He's got an ear, ear necklace. necklace. Yeah, exactly. The, may- the delicious ear necklace. Yeah, and maybe he's Wolverine's son. <sighs> I, what? And again, a defeated sigh. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's that's literally all I, c- I can do. Yeah. Is just make that noise. Oh, boy. So, which Ultimate X-Men character would you be, Emily? None of them, because they're all dumb and I oh, hate them. Oh, well. well no, who right. would you be? Let me think about it for a second. Who would you be? Well, no, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. How about you tell me who, who you think I am? Oh, no, I'm not prepared for this at all. Okay. Um. Immediately, I think Wolverine. Oh, God. I How dare you? <laughs> Well, I mean, then, like, then you're then you're super tooth. <laughs> oh dear, I'm <laughs> your, not your ear son. necklace. I'm not your son, bub. <laughs> I don't know. Like, who would you rather be? I, I don't. I honestly, no one in this comic. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, good gum golly. I mean, who who would I be? Let's that? say you're pyro now. Um, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Let's see. I, I I would liken you to a storm, maybe, because okay. you can get you can get get feisty with people. Yeah. You are known to do that from time to time. Sometimes I do yell at people. Yes. It's true. You also can conjure storms with your your will alone. Yes. Don't question it. No. <laughs> don't don't look into that because you'll find it's not true and it'll make you sad. Oh man! Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, oh, also, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are like literally humping each other. Yeah. Which, which was just like you didn't, you didn't need to do that. Well, you I mean, didn't it, need to do that. At least it's it's consistent because they brought that up in Ultimates. <laughs> yeah, I'm. That is. Gross. I mean, it's gross. It is gross. But at least they're consistently gross. Ugh. My goodness. Well, that was the heap of garbage. That was Ultimate X Men. Yeah, it it was pretty bad. We'll we'll it, be we'll be reading a, a better a better one. <laughs> um, I I guess we're doing Spider Man, aren't we? Yeah, we're gonna do Ultimate Spider Man. Nice. I don't know if um, I mean we could take we could almost break it up into two where we read about Peter Parker. Oh, and then do Miles Morales, and then we do Miles Morales. Oh, yeah, we could do that. We'll which, see. We'll see. Which we would give us two good comics back to back. Emily, stop revealing the process to the listeners. Oh, they don't. They don't. So we squeeze as much content out of this dead horse as possible. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying because I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man ran for a while. 
Yeah. Because it was like the one shining gem in the <laughs> flaming garbage. I did. I I, universe. I did read it for for a time, and I remember it being very good. Yeah, I mean, I I read Ultimate Spider Man. I mean, Ultimate Spider Man almost through the very end. Until yeah. when they put Miles Morales into the 616 verse, where he's like, they're like, oh no, come, precious child. Yes, the one good thing before we collapse this universe and kill all within it. <laughs> you know, come, come here, sweet cinnamon roll. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, well, w- let's do that then. We'll read original Peter Parker Ultimate Spider-Man first. Which is full of, I'm already thinking, I'm like, oh my god, there's like so many hilarious moments in that stupid it's, comic book. It's, it's true, it, I, I did like It'll it. It'll be a good palate cleanser. It'll yes. be a good, a, a high note. Yeah, I, I hope. I need one, I need one bad. Yeah. Um, so, this was Opal City Radio. You can get mm-hmm. in touch with us at opalcityradio at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, you can go to opalcityradio.blogspot.com. That's where I post everything. You can see my collection of amusing pictures that I post. You could go to Facebook and do that, too, because I post them there as well. Although yeah, Facebook I, crops the pictures really weird sometimes. Sometimes. But, yeah, you should totally go on Facebook and, like, friend us and like us. Yeah. Give us reviews. I don't we know. Are. Leave us um, notes. We're also on Google+. Plus. I don't know if anybody, like, I, I feel feel like I'm shouting into the wasteland on there, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, you can go on Twitter and, and tweet at Emily. Yeah, we can talk about how bad Ultimate. You, you can share with me. Your trauma like, stories of uh, your, Ultimate X-Men. Your happy fan fiction of, like, Ultimate Colossus and North Guys, Star, where they're not paralyzed and drug addicts. Yes. <laughs> you could do better than this. You could do better than this. You, uh, I mean, all I, listeners, I, I... I know you could write better X-Men than this. Dude, I, I could write, I think, a better I would. Story. I would rather be reading um, New Miss Marvel's fan fiction than, than read Dude, Ultimate Dude, at again. least Kamala's fan fiction... <laughs> It probably would be happy. It would be happy. It wouldn't be like Iron, a... Iron Man rams a dude while screaming justice. I mean, that's that's pretty much as good as you get. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Ugh. All right. Uh, well, we will catch you next time, guys. Hopefully with ne- less technical glitches. But until then, have a good time. Bye, guys. of Opal City Radio, now ending its broadcast day.